Welcome to Moody's Mixer, Winning with Prostate Cancer. You know, since I've been with you the last really few months, I've known you for a while. Um, you know, through my parents, and you know, we're we're double brothers. You know, we both are Omega brothers. Q sci-fi in the house. We also Boule brothers. But I felt you kind of took me under your wing, especially when you know when my parents passed last year, and and maybe I forced my way in there because I was looking for that comfort. And I want you to know that you're giving me some security. And so you being on this show is very important to me. And I know you have a story to tell too. So this is what this is about. And you know, you didn't know, but you officially my mentor. <laughs> so uh, I, I want to thank you for, you know, for sharing um, the microphones with me today. And, and it's an honor to have you on the show. Well, well first of all, Corey, uh, it is a pleasure and an honor to be here and to uh, talk on, on the subject of prostate cancer with you, and uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I knew your, your mother and your father, you may not know it, but you were, you were indeed blessed uh, to have uh, two, great, two great parents. Thank you, they, they were magnificent. Uh, down on 35th and Normandy, and what is now called South Central Normandy, but it's near, it's near uh, Southern California, University of Southern California. As a matter of fact, my oldest son went to SC, and he was uh, his in his freshman year. He was a a freshman, uh, maybe three blocks from where I was born, and uh, so uh, you never get away from 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 your roots. All right. Uh, so I, I was educated there, even went to Los Angeles High School, but. Uh, the journey, my journey did not start until I left Los Angeles and went to Detroit. And uh, that's where Wayne State University is. And like Southern Cal, it is right next to uh, downtown Los Angeles, one of the worst ghettos in the world. And uh, that's, that's where I went to school. And I learned a lot more about life and how to survive in that environment than I uh, ever did in Los Angeles uh, because uh, I, I was on my own. First thing I want to say, and I'm going to uh, jump around here a little bit, but the first thing I, I want to say about prostate you are much better off with any uh, condition.
condition if it is out there. If you do not try to hide it, if you do not try to keep it to yourself, and, you know, there are more people out there who have it than you know, whatever it is. I, I first came to Las Vegas in 1980, so I've been here for 40 years now. So that makes me officially old. And, uh, and, and you were there at my 75th uh, birthday party, and, uh, and we, uh, we had a good time. We played golf, we ate, and drank, and, and, and partied down. That's, that, that's one thing, but it always was. Las Vegas has been good to me, financially and, uh, and otherwise. But I also knew that if I lived long enough, I would come down with prostate cancer. Now, they teach you in medical school that prostate cancer uh, you can live with prostate cancer. You know, very few people die from prostate cancer, and if you do the right thing, you can live with it. All right? Well, what is the right thing? Well, my, my, my theory on what is the right thing has changed over time. Right. Uh, what I think now is the right thing is to eat the right diet, exercise, and, you know, it's not about cutting something out of the body uh, or, or taking uh, medicine to uh, kill something, but because all medication has side effects. And it, it cannot, you know, and I learned that in pharmacy school. See, I, my, my undergraduate degree is in pharmacy. And uh, I learned that all medication has, even aspirin, has side effects. So, so you know, side effects is, 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 is something special because, you know, part of my decision were, were based on the side effects. And I think what happens sometimes Fear gets fed into us that they say, well, would you rather live or have the side effects? And they almost make you feel like, well, if you don't do this, you're going to die. Yeah. And that's the sad part about, uh, you know, going to physicians is what is their real motivation? What are they really trying to teach to have us understand about our health and our bodies? Are we just a number, you know, like a credit number when you go to a bank? You know, it's like, I'm just another number. Well, you know your body better than anyone else because you've lived it and you dealt with it and you know what you've really done with your body. So the side effects were, you know, a real big part of my decision. I'm like, well, with those side effects, I can do this and not have those side effects. And I believe that the treatment 
that I take, the path that I'm on, the journey that I'm on, has the better results. But I make that decision. And the fear of the result, which is death, which we all going to die, the question is, how do we want to live? And how I want to live, it's more important or has a better, better impact on my decisions than the fear of dying for something that I, I can't control. But I can control it if I take control of it. That's, that's, that is true. Uh, and you can't con take control of a number of, of uh, disease entities that uh, heretofore were considered uncontrollable. But you, I never once questioned your decision to do things uh, non-traditional. Non-traditional <laughs> meditation. All right. All right. No, I, I would, I would never do that because the doctors don't know everything. All right. And the more, the older I get, the more I know, the less I know. And uh, so I, I'm not going to question your decision uh, to, to treat this uh, by non-traditional methods. Uh, so... Uh, well, let's go back to the, the pharmacy. You know, we, we're hitting some good points, uh, and I didn't, I didn't want to miss that, that, that side effects thing. You know, when you were in pharmacy school and, you know, that everything has side effects... Uh, and, and you knowing this at a relatively young age or younger age. Yeah. And so how did that impact your, your life as a physician and, and, and the rest of your life, how you dealt with your health? Well, it really didn't have too much effect early on because I never did take very much medication, all right? But as you get older and uh, you have high blood pressure and then you have this or that or whatever it is, uh, side effects become more important, all right? And uh, I only worked a little over, well, maybe three years as a pharmacist. Uh, two of them were in the Army. Because I went, to, I went to pharmacy school, graduated, then I was drafted into the Army. And I was in the Army in 1969 to 71, which means I was in there during the Vietnam War. All right? And so... So you are officially a Vietnam veteran. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. All right? And... Uh, uh, I have not, I don't, I don't, uh, present myself as a, as a Vietnam veteran, as some people do, uh, you know, they wear this hat and everything, um, and, uh, but traditionally, you know. Is there a reason for that? Is there a reason because, you know, my dad served and his 
latter parts of his life, his last 10 to 15 years, he always wore that hat, you know, U.S. Army veteran. And he was an officer in, in, in the Army. And, you know, we put that, you know, when we put him and his mom, our mom's ashes up together out, out here at the Veterans um, Memorial Cemetery, we put that hat in, in it also because he wore it. So to hear you say that out loud, can you talk about that? Yeah, I, I can talk about it. Uh, I can talk about it for a long time. But uh, the Vietnam War was not very popular during that, you know, during the, that time. And, uh, and I was struggling with whether or not to go into the Army or move to Canada and, or, or do like Muhammad Ali did and try and claim conscientious objector or what? Well, I, I went in the Army and I, I served uh, two years and, 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 that was, and that was all. And uh, now coming out of the Army, I got a lot of benefits uh, from the Army uh, because I, I got the GI Bill, my, the first house I bought was uh, loan and so forth and uh, so when I graduated when I completed my training in 1980 and I came to Las Vegas I was debt-free all right mainly because of the army all right and uh, I, I lived pretty frugal at that time but still I was debt-free all right the so I never made a big deal of being a veteran, although I, I am a veteran, all right? Um, but the, the real benefit of, of being in the Army turned out to be I was assigned to the 8th Evac Hospital Unit. And you always hate what you, what you, you don't understand. And so, I hated being in the Army. I hated being at that 8th Evac Hospital. I had to uh, walk guard duty. I had to, uh, I had to keep the uh, starched uh, fatigues uh, in my locker and never touched them, you know, and, and so forth. But now that I go to Haiti, Kenya, or Vietnam, or wherever I go to do these medical missions, being in that evac hospital, learning how to move men and machines uh, and equipment around the world has helped me. It has really helped me uh, in my endeavor here to take eye care to uh, to uh, poor people around the world. Now, it just so happens I'm an ophthalmologist and I do cataract surgery and I do it very well, all right? Mainly because I had a lot of practice uh, because I had large 
uh, insurance contracts and I was a main surgeon for, all right? And if it's like anything else, if, if you do it enough, you get good at it. And I got very good at cataract surgery. So, so, so that, that disease there, I guess as a percentage of people who get it, it's much higher than it is here in the United States. Yes, it is. And a lot of it could be preventable, like a lot of things that are preventable from a health perspective. Yes, they are. But the nice thing about cataracts is they can be fixed. You, you take the cataract out and put the implant in, and, and boy, you can see again. All right, and I've I've and I've been lucky enough to to do thousands of people like that uh, take the cataracts out, get them to see better. Oh, I can see my grandkids now. I can get a job. I whatever, you know, be you know, and that's that's what made, that's what keeps me going is just that feedback from the from the patients. All right. It's not the money that I make here in the United States, uh, but it's the feedback from I hear from the from the patients, and that's that's what keeps me going. I could long be retired, you know, move to Mexico or someplace, and <laughs> and and, uh, and and live the live the life, all right. But I I, I still go out there and, and do it. So you still enjoy doing surgeries at where you are this stage of your life? Yes, I do. And you know, like I said, I'm good at it. And, uh, and the feedback, <clears throat> I don't get paid, you know, when you go over there and to wherever it is. <clears throat> but uh, we, we do, you get paid in other ways, you know. Right. And... Uh, just seeing people function uh, when they couldn't function before. You're so you're, they're let in. They're let in, uh, and and then they walk out. Your soul sees life again. Yes, yes, and that's and that's the way you feel because prostate surgery. I mean, prostate cancer is one of those things that you can beat. See. And by, by opening up, you'll find out there are different ways to treat it. You know, you, what? You know, there are three members of my family, you know, well, there are, my uncle Bernard, he died from prostate cancer, all right? Back in the, back in the early 60s. And, uh, so my, my initial fear of prostate cancer was that it, it could kill you. Well, it can, but it doesn't have to. And you can, you know, like I said, the first step is getting it out there, opening it up, and don't hide it. And you'll learn that this process can be beat. And this, prostate cancer that can be beat. Right? So, Ken, you don't have to talk about it, but 
uh, would you talk about your experience with prostate cancer? Yeah, well, my experience is uh, somewhat uh, serpiginous in that uh, I've had uh, the uh, surgery, the robotic surgery, the uh, chemotherapy, radiation, uh, hormone therapy, and, and I'm still, still taking medication, all right? But I'm considered cancer-free now, you see. Uh, but I don't think it has to come, it has to, you have to go through all of that. The, uh, when I first was diagnosed with the, uh, with the cancer, they did the workup and they found out that the cancer had, had not spread. So I said, good. So I found the best robotic surgeon available. He was over in Santa Monica, California. And I went over there and he did the surgery. And so you, know, you wake up and you say, how'd it go, doc? He says, uh, the surgery went fine, but the tumor had broken through the capsule and you're gonna need some follow-up care. Well, that was the start of my long journey, you see, was that all those scans and everything do not tell you what's going on in your body. But you, you mentioned uh, earlier in the program uh, that we were double brothers. Well, we're, we're more than double brothers. <laughs> wow. All right? Wow. We, you know, you know we, we have uh, uh, prostate cancer wow. uh, in, in common. Uh, we, uh, we have moved, you know, we're, we, are, we are black professionals in, in Las Vegas which has its own uh, set of, uh, uh, of, of problems. Uh, and uh, so... See, you can say that. You see, you, you, you've been here 40 years. <laughs> well, drive. So. I, I, I want to leave people with, uh, a, with one thought. Do not let prostate cancer define who you are. You know, now, you know, I never let it stop me from playing golf. You know, well, maybe it did for a week or two, but, you know, I went out and played golf. It didn't stop me from traveling around the world to help people see better. Um, it, it was just, it was just something that I had to deal with, and I did. And, uh, and you, you, because you can, you can live with prostate cancer, and you do not let it define you uh, as, you know, I'm, uh, I have prostate cancer. But, you know, and, and I appreciate that. And, you know, I, you know, my dad used to all, because I want to make sure that it makes sense, you know, because, you know, we can complicate things to people when it's not their expertise and it doesn't have to be you know we can teach each other what's going on to make the best decision you know I always said I want an educated client and I didn't mean whether or not he went to college or she went to college or not 
I want, you know, a client that wants to understand their business, not just their vocation. You know, there are great contractors out there. There are great physicians. There are great restaurants. You know, there are great cooks, great plumbers. But to be able to run that business, it's a different skill set. And that's why having a team is important. You know, I have a team of people that I work with because we keep each other sharp. And it's important. So I want to make sure that you go find out. And then you can go to the next step to find out what you want to do. Because not knowing doesn't change it. And maybe it makes you feel better mentally, but (laughs) yeah, I I, I, got to say, if the fears in your thought, if, if the thought is there that you might have something you're not sure you're not sleeping well anyway so you might as well go find out and then you can take control of it so dr westfield i want to thank you for spending this time with me and i look forward to us back in back on the golf course and it's been a pleasure and an honor and I hope you don't mind now that you know you my I'm your mentee that it changes. But I just want you to know how important you are to me and that I look up to you and uh, I'm following your footsteps. Thank you, Corey. I, I wish I could leave bigger footprints. Well. They're big enough, and I'm not in them yet. So thank you, and see you on the golf course. All right. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in to Wonder with Prostate Cancer, No Fear Necessary. As you probably noticed, as some of this show was previously recorded, actually over a year and a half ago, when I first started down this journey, and it's just being aired now. But I want to thank you for tuning in. Again, you can catch the podcast on podbeam.com. You can catch me live also on Facebook. And you can catch the financial series that I do with the Renaissance Fellowship on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in. And as we stated earlier in early in January, we're going into February, please go get your test done. You know, get that, you know, comprehensive melabotic um, blood work done. Take your measurements, you know, your, you know, for your arms, your chest, your thighs, your waist. And if you give me a year, as I asked earlier, I promise you, you will see changes that you're looking for. I just want to us to walk through this and get on this journey together with that help. So again, I want to thank you for tuning in to one of my prostate cancer and no fear necessary. And I look forward to seeing you and hearing from you. Thank you very much.